So let's jump right into it on Hip Hop 24. So talk to me about growing up in Compton. Ah, listen, I, I love I love where I come from, man, but it's, it's not an easy thing coming from Compton being a kid. Sure. It's four miles, 60 gangs, a lot of activity going on. So the options, you mm. know what I'm saying, not getting in trouble is like slim to none. Sure. You know, getting through it, you know what I'm saying? I had a I had a very disciplinary father, you know, which most people like in, you know what I'm saying, in neighborhoods where poverty is, you need to have, you know, that both parent home. So I did have a father in my life that really, really supplied discipline. Sure. You know what I'm saying? In, in that area. So uh-huh. Here I am, man. I'm a, I survived Compton a couple times. Wow, of course, of course. We will get into that uh, a little bit later. I mean, listen to your work. I mean, I've been a fan of yours since 2007 when you come out uh, with the single Lollipop. So I, I know a bit of uh, background <laughs> <laughs> about yourself. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I listen to your work. I know you're passionate from uh, about your roots. I mean, what does Compton mean to you? Man, Compton is like, you know what they say, you know, your the, the heart is where you're your home is where your heart is, man. And that's like something, no matter how far you move away, get away, you know, you always think about your childhood, man. I think about when I was a kid, I had the luxury of going to a couple easy E videos, shoes, you know what I'm saying? Like just being a kid at Compton, we did have a lot of good things that was coming out of there and it made you proud. Sure. You know what I'm saying? It made you want to be like the next thing from Compton. Uh-huh. For sure, for sure. I mean, did you see some of them easy videos? Was you on the was you well, when I, I was a little kid? See, my dad, you know, he bodyguard. My dad actually used to be Dr. Dre's bodyguard wow. way before, you know what I'm saying, me or game or sure. any of that. So it's just crazy. Like he didn't, you know, get to know Dr. Dre through through being his bodyguard. It's just how life happened, you know. So he would go to a lot of videos and we kind of go everywhere my dad would go. So we just ended up places. Wow. You know. So awesome. I, I do remember uh, the Compton City, the real Compton City G's video with Easy E as a little kid, like one of the highlights of my life. Wow, wow, that's amazing! It's growing up with some legends from that city. I mean, I interviewed uh, DJ Yeller not too long ago, and he was telling me all the stories about you know growing up in Compton and uh, doing the early shows, what he was doing with Dr. Dre. So hearing from someone like yourself, you know, growing up in that environment, that's, that's awesome. You know, awesome to grow up in that environment. I mean, but you got into poetry when you was, when you was a child. I mean, how did you get into poetry? Well, my dad, he, he introduced me to poetry. You know what I'm saying? At a young age, you know, just expressing your, expressing your feelings. Like we have to find another way, you know, when we get angry or we get upset to express our Feelings. You know, some people punch walls, other people throw plates, yeah. you know, so it's just like, write down how you feel, sure. you know, and poetry to me is very different from rap mm-hmm. because it's, it's right then, it's raw, you know what I'm saying, it's how you truly feel and not, a lot of people can't bear how they truly, truly feel because they feel like other people might get hurt by saying, you know, the truth of their soul, but that's what poetry is to me and then when I started doing rap, it was like it came with a format and this had to rhyme with this. Like in poetry, nothing got to rhyme. It just, you know, it makes sense to you. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, hip hop and wordplay and poetry kind of go hand in hand. I mean, was it like yeah. a kind of a like natural progression for you to get in, to take that music route? Yes. The word, to me, the only difference is like when you go to a poetry place, everybody kind of respects whatever it is that you got to say. 
You know what I mean? So people are snapping their fingers. You know, there's nobody in there like, boo, boo, you know? And when you go to rap, hey, you better make sure you know how to rap, man. Sure. Because they have, you know, the crowd is a different crowd. It's a critical. I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, I think we're celebrating National, is it National Poetry Month this this month? I mean, we're celebrating it over here. Uh, There was a big, big thing in the schools over here from uh, National Poetry Month. I mean, do, do you think in education, do you think there should be a big push for poetry, or maybe poetry classes? I think that a lot of people, I, I would look at the poetry class as a way to get your inner feelings out. You know, a lot of people got a lot of stuff bottled up inside of them. Yeah, I'm with you. Like when I was young, my dad used to always push me to, you know, just write my feelings and actually got me. I'm actually looking for the books right now, but I am in a couple books that's worldwide, man. Wow. Okay. okay. So I was a little kid. I can't remember, but I remember my dad showing me a big book and I seen my name in there and I've been trying to figure out where this poetry book, rest in peace. My dad passed away, but um, I thank him for that platform, you know, teaching me how to express myself because these days I have no problem with expressing myself. Sure. <laughs> I mean, going back yeah. to your dad, uh, your, your father, I mean, he, he's such a respected guy in Compton um, and, you know, rest in peace to your dad and, I read upon him quite quite a while ago. I'm a big fan of your brothers, you know, the game and it's such a loss, loss to Compton. Uh, he, he was such a well-respected figure. Yeah, my dad, man, he kind of like checked, he checked into my high school, man. He he made himself a job, you know what I'm saying? Like he wanted to, he wanted to keep his kids like, you know, just better things, not the average statistic. You know what I mean? Like even if him and my mom weren't together because they ended up being separated, but he still played, you know, uh, a very big role as far as education. Like, you know, when I got in trouble, I had to like write the dictionary. So I learned a lot of words, man. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think kids these days, I think even over here in the UK, I think kids these days need some of that, I think, discipline. I think they do. And discipline is what a lot of people don't know. Like, I didn't know that later on in life, this would be as big as an importance to me, the discipline. Because at that time, and that discipline is like, you know, I don't want to sit down and I don't want to do this and I don't want to do that. But, you know, I feel like without it, I wouldn't be who I am. And I probably wouldn't be sitting here. Exactly. Exactly. That's that's quite true. There's great value in it. Uh Truth. Truth. Yeah. <laughs> Going back to your family roots, I believe your brother, Big Face, Big Face Hundred, uh, signed you to his uh, label. Was it Brazil Street Records? Yeah. Yeah. So like that's to... where that's like where my career started. Okay. So um, I moved in with my brother, and you know he he had his own record label going on. You know there was like ten other female, I mean ten other male rappers. I was the only girl. Wow. And my whole goal was like I wanted to be. If I was going to be the only girl, I had to be like the messiah of it. Like, I, like you know, she got to be just as tough and as hard as the boys. Sure. You know what I'm saying? And I wanted them to respect me as a counterpart. Mm-hmm. So I kind of took a little bit of everything from the people around me. Like, you know, life. I don't know if you remember Compton life, but life, he could just freestyle. Like, you know what I'm saying? And, and like, he didn't have to go write nothing down. So it was like, when somebody asks you or you tell somebody, hey, you can rap, the first thing they're going to say is, let me hear something. Yeah, yeah. So I never wanted to be scared to let somebody just hear something off the top of my head yeah. or challenged. So that's the part of me that had to kind of become a beast. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, like 
I'm beautiful. So I look at it like, you know what I'm saying? I have to be this beautiful girl, but I don't want people to look at me like, oh, she can't rap. She can't. So I wanted to be better than them. Uh-huh. I'm with you. You know, and so that's where it all started, man. I put out my first mixtape in uh, 2007. It was called Be For Real. Sure. Um, when I go back and listen to it, you couldn't tell me at the time. Like, I thought it was the shit. Um, but when I go back and listen to it, I'm proud of it being my first classic. Yeah. But I also hear a lot of things where now I take my time in the studio and I re-listen to things and put sounds and ad-libs and things in it. So when I go back and listen to it, I'll be like, oh, I could have did this better. Or even the Lollipop video. Like, I love the song Lollipop, yeah. but we were just beginning. Like, I was just doing this, like, beginning on my own with face. So... We didn't really know shit about shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? We were just trying to make it happen and learn the business as we went along. So we grabbed a camera and I had like a little a little boom box. You know, we didn't have all the Bluetooth stuff now. I'm with you. So, you know what I'm saying? And we got it done. You know, when I go back and look at it, I, I think it's kind of cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it because it's me, man. And it still shows who I am as a person. Like, I'm real kind of goofy. You know what I'm saying? I'm a clown. I like to laugh a lot. So when I go back and look at it, man, it's just like, wow, like, this is what y'all are doing. You know, I have my friends on a bus stop with some lollipops. Reminded me of that line from LL Cool J, you know what I'm saying? I always wanted to recreate that scene on my own. I'm with you, I'm with you. Sure, sure. I mean, I think it was back in the MySpace days, I was I was friends with uh, your brother Big Face, and I remember, I think he shared it or reposted it or on his on his uh, MySpace, and I dropped him a message. He, he, he dropped me one back saying, I uh, appreciate the love with the uh, lollipop video and, you know, so yeah, back in them days, I mean, I thought, I thought you was dope as hell when you come out. And that was my first ever video to hit world star, man. Like it's monumental to me. You know what I'm saying? But just watching myself sometimes I'm a person like when I record videos, I never really like to go back and watch them. Like, you know what I'm saying? Cause it's like, now it's like an outer body experience. Now you're looking at yourself like for the real, like people don't like to see themselves or things they might have said or did. Yeah. So it's just like crazy, like, cause I've grown a lot. Sure, for sure. You, you've matured, Go, going, through, going through the years from like, cause I think you've released five mixtapes up to, up yeah. to now. I think you've matured in your music for, 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 for sure. You know, you can tell that by listening. Yeah. You know, you have matured and you come a long way since, like you say, 2007. But I thought you was dope as hell when you come out. So, you know, with that, uh, right. lo- that lollipop video, cool as hell. But how important was it for you to make to make a stamp on your own music? Because obviously, you, you know, you, the game was blowing up at the time. And how important yeah. was it for you to make your own stamp on, 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 your, on your music? Well, at first it was kind of like difficult because I wanted them to be proud. You know what I mean? Like, I knew I couldn't take them no bullshit. Like, one, I'm a girl. Two, I'm your sister. And if I bring you a song and it got to be fire, they going to think it's a joke. Sure. You know what I mean? And I looked around and I kind of seen a void. You know, we we hadn't seen no females on that. At the time when I was coming out, you didn't see a lot of female rappers. You know, we were still going back in the day, like, yo, yo, people on the West Coast, um, Miss Toy. You know what I'm saying? Like, we didn't have, like, my era, I, I didn't see a lot of female rappers. Now there, you know, a lot of people are coming out, but at that specific time when I was doing my music, it wasn't a lot of female rappers. So I thought it was a great open space. Yeah, of course, of course. I mean, who, who did you look up to going back to your female rappers? Who did you look up to any female rappers? 
Um, my female rappers that I look up to, like I love Queen Latifah, like you and you and I is like one of the greatest fucking songs because it never dies. Um, I like MC Light. I liked it before it got all sexualized. Yeah. Like because those women showed that they can embody men, you know what I'm saying? Or body men. You know what I'm saying? And I was from that, like, you know, I I, I like to be all women want to be feminine feminine. You know what I'm saying? But when you get into a male-dominated dom- industry, you need them to respect you. Sure. And we all know from studios, you have to deal with a lot of men. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so you have to run it a certain type of way. So I still, like I said, I like to be sexy, but I don't play that shit. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? I'm happy about my business, and this is one of the reasons why I am an independent artist, because I don't really like control. Sure. Sure. You know, I like my freedom to say what I want to say, to do what I want to do, to put out my music whenever I want to put it out. Yeah. You know, I like my own creative control. Sure, and more power to you because that's that's the most important thing. It's being true to yourself. Yeah. Well, I think being true to yourself and sticking sticking to that. More power to you. That's it's an awesome response. And more more female artists should be should be like that in that kind of mind frame. Like, well, like, I got a, I kind of got a front row seat. You know what I'm saying? Like. Um, being, being not only my brother's sister, you know what I mean? It's like a lot of people, they would think, oh, well, you know, you should make it because your brother is who he is. Mm -hmm. When I look at it, like no matter who you're related to, your dream is your dream. Exactly. Sit around and you wait on somebody to fulfill your dream, no matter who it is. Of course, we think people should do this and do that, but that's, that's just overthinking. The reality is, what if they don't? Yeah. Are you going to give up on your dream because they don't? You know, you got to think of the lifestyle that, you know, somebody being a big artist as my brother already have going on. Sure. So one, I'm, you know, I'm saying I have some some different shoes to kind of step into. Yeah. Because I can't, if I was nobody's sister, then I would just be another rapper and I'd be getting on myself. Yeah. But being his sister, like I have to make sure that I'm on point with my music, whether he takes say something to me or not. I don't want nobody to be like, oh, that's game whack ass sister. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? And we come, we come from the same cloth. You know what I'm saying? It's like we both, it's it's in our blood. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, you know, the female version of it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. having that front row seat is kind of like. When you're a kid, you grow up to be a star. Like I wanted to sing like since I was like five years old, right? I wasn't even thinking about rapping, but I used to always sing. And my mom, she did a lot of, um, she had a modeling school. So we was taught etiquette, tap, piano, all kinds of things. And um, I always wanted to be on a stage and I always was on a stage, beauty pageants and all this stuff when I was growing up. And, you know, just doing music gave me an out look on how to talk, how to speak to people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I just, I'm a, I'm just a very on my own kind of person. I wish that my brother would have helped me. But then again, now that I go back and look at everything that I've accomplished by myself, I'm glad that he didn't because you kind of like, people are scared for pace. Sure. Mm-hmm. They want everything to happen overnight. And the good question is, are you ready for the overnight? Sure. It's like instant. Some people are really mentally ready for the overnight. They're not mentally ready to be famous. Yeah. So I got a front row seat to it. Like, yikes. Like, 
you know, some, you know, just how the industry is. And I just said, you know what? Everything happens for a reason. I've gotten this far with just doing me. So I'm going to continue to do me. For sure. For sure. I mean, like you said, you, you had a front row seat there. I mean, what was it like watching, watching him blow up the West Coast, like breathe new life into the West Coast hip hop scene? Oh, at first it was kind of weird because it was just like, it's my brother. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Grew up as kids all my life. It's just like I didn't look at him like Snoop Dogg or you know what I'm saying because it was my brother. Yeah, it's yeah. like I get a first hand in this, you know. So it wasn't no no game. It wasn't no. It was JC on to me, you know what I'm saying. And people be like, "Oh, your brother got a hot CD," and I'd be like, "What?" And then girls would be talking about him, and I'd be like, "Ugh," you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it took me to go to I think I don't know if it was his first. I believe it was his first powerhouse. Wow, okay. And um, me and my mom, we end up going, and it's that moment where you tell, like, the whole crowd, like, if you fuck with me and you feel me, you know what I'm saying, yeah. hold your phone up, you know what I'm saying, hold your phone up in the air, and then, you know, the phone has a little light, so I seen all these lights, and I was like, wow, you know what I mean? And then I started hearing the documentary like everywhere it wasn't somewhere that i couldn't pull up and hear it i'd be at a stoplight and dun, 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 you know what i'm saying and i'd just be like the fuck? and that's when i realized hey man like that's my brother you know what i'm saying like it was crazy because people don't realize you don't look at it as big as them mm -hmm. because they become a fan of music when in real life, it's like, this is somebody I grew up on. I'm like, you don't expect it to happen, and it happened fast. Exactly, exactly, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, touching what you just said then, it must be so surreal, you know, like you said, with the care, the camera phones and the, the, the lights. And I got, I've got, i seen your brother live uh, about eight or nine times when he's come over here to the UK. And one, one moment that happened was 2009 when he came here for his LAX tour, and uh, it was just <laughs> after Michael Jackson died. He did a dedication to Michael Jackson and he, he said, everyone close your eyes, put your lighters up, put your lights on. And yeah. every, I looked around, every single person in the crowd was doing it. It's like, wow. That, this, That's what made me get it. I looked at him as an artist at that sure. point. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, and at that time, like I said, you know, it was a, a very big void. There's a huge gap on the West Coast hip hop until when he came. Sure. You know what I mean? So it's like, even to this day, it's hard to just sit back and look at it like, damn, like all of his accomplishments from when he started back in 2005, you know what I'm saying, as far as being with Dre. Sure. Um, but it's it's still crazy. It's still crazy. Sure, sure. I mean, fast forward to uh, 2022. I mean, the internet's going crazy at the moment with, with your brother and some statement they made about Kanye West helped him a lot more than Dr. Dre. I mean, what's your views on that? What... What's your views on that statement? Well, I kind of I feel like this. You can be around somebody for a long time, mm -hmm. right? And just because people know that you're around that person, we don't know the inside. Sure. You know, so he could have been, been in Dr. Dre's studio, you know what I'm saying? But then you don't get the hands-on work probably. You know what I mean? So I went when I heard that, I just look at it kind of like that. Like somebody giving you hands on is totally different than you just sitting in a classroom. Like just imagine a classroom with a hundred students and you're only one teacher versus a classroom with five people in it and you're one teacher. Sure. You know what I'm saying? It's a little bit more hands-on. So I, I I take it as maybe that's what he meant. 
Well, okay. Okay, because I think in the last few days, I think Kanye's come out and said, maybe you shouldn't have said that, or he, he disagrees, or something something or other he's come out and said. He said, maybe... maybe he I, just, I just feel like sometimes, I don't know what be going on. Like, I just know that social media has became a platform where... You know, that's like Will going to slap Chris Rock. And then next thing you know, Jada's like, he shouldn't have did that. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. you know, sometimes you you don't want people to be mad at you. So, you you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to go back and kind of, oh, that wasn't cool. And yeah. so I don't know, man. You know what I'm saying? I can't really say too much about it because, you know what I'm saying? I've never met Kanye. So, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I just, I, know, I think that he's a, a brilliant person. Sure. You know what I'm saying? I feel like everybody got mental issues in some way or another. You know what I mean? I agree with and that. Trigger, and triggers, you know? So, <laughs> But as far as a musician, hey, I fuck with Kanye. I love his vision. You know what I mean? And I love, I just love what he brings to the game, man. And, and he's one of them stories where a lot of people um, kind of shitting on him. You know what I'm saying? Or, or didn't want to put him in a position, you know what I'm saying? Or that whack was rap. So I like to see that he just kind of overcame all that and really be on some fuck y'all shit. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Of course, of course. I mean, just to touch on another thing about you, brother, I mean, the world waits on this so-called diss record for, towards Eminem. I mean, how do you feel the situation is going to play out with that? Uh... Is money involved? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Listen, I just look at a lot of, like, I just look at it differently. I think that people do a lot of things when money is involved and get the internet rah-rah for it. It's kind of, to me, like when Kanye, no, when 50 said that he wouldn't rap anymore if Kanye outsold albums and they put their album out on the same day, hell, 50 Cent still put out music. He's putting out shows. I think a lot of times things have things have uh, another agenda behind them that we don't even see. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, you know, it just as family, though, I have to root for my own family, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I, but I have seen, and I will say this, um, I have seen via, via like footage, I have seen Eminem lose the rap battle to a person that I know, Other, his name is Otherwise, right? He's very talented, but he lost a battle to him. You know what I'm saying? It's not talked about a lot, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, Otherwise is a lyricist, man. Like he go and, you know, as, as Eminem is a lyricist, you know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, I feel like when you put your mind to anything, you can do whatever you want. Exactly. True words, true words. And it and it'll be and it'll be, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes I look at this music um as a competition with yourself. Sometimes you gotta, you know, sometimes we'll say, Yeah, I'm better than everybody. Yeah. And then that will probably put fire under your ass, you know what I'm saying? To you know, own up to them words, like or not, it's just gonna be another uh a talked about situation which is still gonna revenue money. I'm with you, I'm with you. You know what I'm saying? They all have fucking game and Eminem cups. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> the t-shirts, the cups, merchandise. Man, like to me, if it ain't making no money, like DJ Quick said, it don't make no sense. So I always think money is involved in everything. Facts. Facts. I mean, this week the the word lost yet yeah, another legend, DJ Casey. I believe you you had a good relationship with DJ Casey. Oh man, like. It's crazy. So I went to a party. Well, I actually performed 
at uh, Ray J's party and a couple years, this is like early on. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I met K Slade for the first time. He was real cool. He liked my show yeah. and we exchanged numbers. And I ended up, I ended up having a song called No Respect. Okay. And um, I posted it up, just me rapping it and Snoop Dogg reshared it. Wow. And, um, and put like, who is she? You know, not even knowing that I'm the game sister. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was all crazy. But DJ K Slay was like, hey, you know, like, you need to record that joint. Because I only, like, put up, I think, about 16 bars. Like, that in the hook. Okay. And so he like, you need to record that song. And I was like, well, it's already recorded. And he was like, well, send it to me. I'm going to play it on the show. And he did just that, man. And he always, would, like, he'd always say, I don't like everything. But I'm watching. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And he's one of the first people, and I respect him very, very well known, and has put a lot of people in situations as far as mixtapes and mixtape gang. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I value him and appreciate him for that, man. It's like, you know, sometimes doing in doing music independently, it's like a lot of the artists that we've lost in the last two years, it's like people I wanted to have features with. You know what I'm saying? So as a person that's independent in hip hop, you you want to get to the point where you can get a feature with DMX. You know what I'm saying? These are people you grew up with. Wow. And I'm just watching people just disappear, man. And it's like, it's crazy. So, you know, I just want to give all my condolences out to anybody that ever seen how much man work that man put in and his family and his kids, man. It's a sad loss in hip hop. It is. It really is. I mean, he's, he's, he was the king of mixtapes, wasn't he? He's, um, I mean, even over here, we, we kind of worshipped him as a, as a DJ. He's uh, such a sad loss. And, man, and very humble, because let me tell you, so I was in his uh, Straight Stunt magazine. And it's crazy. I went out to New York. He, he sent me to New York to come out. I was supposed to go up to the radio station. And I went there with two of my friends. And he lost his phone. I had never, like, I have family living in New York. So anytime I went to visit, it was just around them. So I'd never been to New York as a whole state, like, to travel by myself. So this particular time, me and two friends go. I'm supposed to go and do the radio and everything. And he loses his phone. And I don't know where the hell I am in New York. So I ended up being in Jamaica, Queens with like two pocket knives and like three suitcases, you know, and shit, because it's, you feel like an ant in another state. Like in, in L.A., there is some city where I know somebody. Yeah, yeah. But when you're in a whole nother state, you don't know how they streets is ran and who's who. And it just I just felt like an ant in a world that I was like, so I got to get a knife. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get something to protect myself. I'm with two other chicks. We got like freaking six uh, suitcases. And he's like, I went to the wrong airport. So when I booked my flight, I was supposed to go to LaGuardia and I ended up going to the, the international airport. Wow. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, so um, he was like, oh, you gotta get to Manhattan. And so I end up getting to Manhattan on the train. The people was, they know you're not, they know you're not from New York. They can like they can smell it on you, you know. So it's like, yeah, they, you know, we could get them at any time. So I'm like, oh man, we gotta like get somewhere safe. So we got to Manhattan and um we booked a room and it's three of us. 
that room, we wanted a room so bad. That room was like $800 just for one day. And so we got the room just like, we need to just get off our feet. We tired. We've been on the train. And um, like the whole weekend I was supposed to hook up with K Slay. It just never happened. You know what I'm saying? Like he lost his phone when he did get his phone back that time. You know, your phone didn't kind of back up the numbers. Sure. So, and the social media wasn't like it is now. We didn't have Instagram then. You know what I'm saying? So, but I remember the last day before I was about to leave, he finally got in contact with me and was like, just stay a couple more days. And I was like, no, we we're only supposed to be here for the weekend. But he did make sure that he had somebody come and drop me off some money for my trip. Wow. You know, and I thought that was like the dopest shit ever. You know what I'm saying? Because we had spent money just not knowing where the hell we were going. You know what I'm saying? And so I thought that was very humbling. And we always kept in contact. And whenever I had something new, he would kind of let me know if it was eh or, you know what I'm saying? Like push that one, you know? So it's a sad man. But yeah, I think it is. being a part of my story. Yes, definitely, most definitely. I mean, rest in rest in peace, DJ Casey. And for sure, for sure. I mean, one song I do love off the is it Beauty and the Beast mix mixtape is uh, I Betcha. I mean, I know you sent it me the other the other day. Yeah. Wow, what a beast of a track. I mean, it was over yeah. two packs. I wonder if wonder why they call you bitch. Uh, I think it was over. Tupac is my favorite rapper of all times. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, for me, for all times, like, even right now, he can still, you can still play a Tupac record and he can still battle with the young boys, man. Like, exactly. you know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, I, I, when I was growing up, I betcha was like, it was to me a real song, especially from a girl point of view, because it was a man telling you why these men call you bitches. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, you know I'm saying so. It was one of my favorite records, and I was like, now that I'm an artist, I'm like, I always think about good remixes. Like, I love to remix stuff. Like, not everything, but if it's something that you know, what I'm saying, I'd be like, ah, uh, Tupac just classic. I wanted to remix it, and I wanted to make sure that it was fire. Mm-hmm. Like you can't redo no pox shit and it ain't gonna be fire. Exactly. So um that's I wanted to just talk about what's going on now. Like, you know, throughout life I learned that a lot of people really not your friend. Mm-hmm. And, and like people will come around for certain things, or I, I learned being game sister that it was more valuable to other people than it was to me. Sure. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm JC I'm sister, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. To them, it's like, you know hashtag i just say tgs you know i gotta go with that because you gotta get used to people calling you that or using it for marketing or whatever the case may be but at the end of the day it's just like i wanted to talk about what's going on now and shedding light on situations with men and situations with women like let me tell you about this nigga you calling them bro first nigga want to rob you is a nigga you know you know typically most people get robbed by people they already know yeah. People are setting them up by people. It's not, you know, it's not random robberies. It's somebody told somebody that you got something. So, you know, typically this is how you get robbed. People that have a little bit more access to you. For sure. So I just want to shed light on people saying that they're your friends. Like you got to be your friend first, man. And when you learn to love yourself, you don't let a lot of people come in. So, yeah, it's uh, you know, 100% facts what you just said. 100%. I had I had a friend, right? And I used to always get mad at him for it. But he used to always like lie about how long he would be coming. Like, you know, he's on his way and he's supposed to be on his way. But then when you call him, he's like, oh, I'll be there in five more minutes, you know, five more minutes. 
but I learned from him about giving people your location, you know what I'm saying? And not always telling people the exact time or posting a picture of your exact location at that time and like, like kind of wait till you leave. Sure. You know Because you never know. You might just be having a good time, but somebody else got something else on their mind. Yeah. So to be very careful about that. And I try to be as humble as possible because that is my nature but i also have to be wary of people like some girl just hit me up on dm and asked me like could i go have a drink with her and i don't even know her it's like weird you know what i'm saying like you know and so you never know what other people are thinking i thought that crazy i would never hit somebody up randomly like let's just have a drink like it's kind of weird but i look at people as if it kind of scares me I'm not going to lie to you. It scares me to be somebody that popular sister at times because you could be somewhere just chilling and I'm not the only sister. I'm just the only sister that raps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm, I'm just the only, I'm the only sister that popped up out of, you know what I'm saying, the same mother. But I wasn't raised to treat my siblings, you know, we didn't do the step thing, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, you know, we got DNA running through us. That's my brother. That's my sister. So I am the only sister that just raps. Wow. Wow. For sure. For sure. You're going to get you, you're going to have your wits about you. I mean, like you say, over, over here is the same. It's, it's a scary world these days, plus your location settings and social media, DMs, inboxes and very very uh, strange world we 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 live in these days. It's but like you say, yes. you've got your you got your head screwed on it, and you got to have your wits about you. It's very scary. It's, but you know, going going back to uh, going back to Tupac. I mean, I know he's influenced you. Um, you know how you flipped that song with the with with the um, remix. I mean, did he influence you? Uh, you know, growing up as a as a as a child. When did you listen to him as a, as a child? And I don't. Yeah. I don't but we listened, Tupac kind of like was like, you kind of feel like, how you can get, like Tupac is like a brother, you know what I'm saying? Like a cousin, yeah. you know what I mean? Where you get education from this man. He had a lot of power to yeah. be such a young person. And, you know, when you pass that 25 mark and you go back and you look and you say, damn, you know, he was only 25 years old. So I could just imagine what he would be doing right now like it will be magical you know and i don't think a lot of i don't think a lot of these artists probably would be out no (laughs) hip-hop has changed for as far as like likes money and um as far as women nakedness yeah you know i'm saying who has the bigger butt who's got the bigger tits yeah i'm saying it's not to me i don't i don't see a lot of lyricism sure I just see a lot of, you know, pop popcorn. I can pounce my butt and do this and do that. You know what I'm saying? I don't cook. I don't clean. I, I don't understand. Nope. And nope. I don't I don't come from that nature. I was first and foremost raised with a grandmother that she didn't play. We had we learned how to cook. We learned how to clean and we was proud of it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, so I definitely don't come from that generation. But as far as influence, he's still influenced today. You know, like he said, he's gonna be the person that sparked the brain. Yeah. And the one thing I get from him is, you know what I'm saying, you spark the brain. And I I still, I'm still trying to get down to LA to go see the museum, man, because 
Yeah. Um, awake, that's to me, I feel like it's a spirit, And out of all the museums in the world, you know what I'm saying? Like that's hip hop culture, man. I think that everybody should go check that out. Sure, sure. I mean, I'm over here in the UK and I was, <laughs> I was planning on going, you know, taking a flight across, uh, across to see that before I wake uh, museum. Well, wow, some yes. of the artifacts and the poems, the poetry is, is, is handwritten poetry is there. It's so interesting. You know, I've watched the YouTube videos. I've seen the pictures. It's interesting. It's educational. You know, if you look at right. the poetry and the, his writings, it's so educational. You learn so much. But, you know, it's it's great to hear that he's influenced you, you know, it, not, not, not just in your music, in, in life as well. So it's interesting yeah. that, you, that, that you brought that up. I just think that... The, the Tupac that we seen, like, spitting on cameras, is like a fed-up pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, tired of some shit. You yeah. know, and everybody has that in them. But this other side, you know, way beyond the music, man. Way beyond the music. Like, I seen that man leaving such more of a legacy because he was very intelligent. You know, very smart. The, the quotes and a lot of the videos that we see here that's left here will still inspire somebody that's way younger than me. Oh, for sure. For sure. That's what the music is about, man. Like, I continue to do music because I know that music never dies. Exactly. You know, so when I'm far along gone, V-File still be here. And that's that's precious to me. She will. She will. You know, you, 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 like you say, music's going to live on generations to come. You know, that's a great thing about it. I mean, let, let's talk about what's coming up next with B Fly. I mean, I'm hearing it. I mean, I'm hearing it, an EP. Say that again. I'm hearing an EP coming from B Fly this year. Yes. Yeah, so I'm going to put out my EP. It's called Still Fly. Okay. You know, after everything that I've been through, you know what I'm saying? Being a game sister, I've been shot. Um, I fell 30 feet in 2018. And like, so I just, you know, I'm just coming to say that I'm still flying. I'm still doing it. And I'm going to show y'all how I get down. Wow. So I've been to great records and I'm very picky. See, you know what I'm saying? So this EP is supposed to been dropped, but I'm very picky. And I become a, like a new person every day. And I'll be like, no, this song needs to go on there. No, this song. Yeah. So I know I betcha is definitely... Um, going to go on that EP. Wow, that needs, that needs to come on. That's an awesome track. Yeah, so I've got three producers, which is My Significant Other is number one. That's Rico 310. And and he makes, he's going to make a couple of the beats on the track. And I have a producer by the name of KWAS 5000 and then the Baker Boys. Wow. Okay. So those are only three people that I'm dealing with right now as far as production. So they know my sound like they know me you know what i'm saying and so i can't be this they i don't want to disappoint the people and they can't disappoint me sure sure when you're looking to drop it um i want to drop it on fourth of july wow fourth of july wow such yeah. a day. wow that's that's awesome that's awesome and where, where can fans pick that up um it's gonna i have my own website which is queenbfly.com okay. but it's gonna be on every platform that there possibly can be you know what I'm saying? I start shooting a lot of videos. So awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. That's, that's really is awesome. I mean, what before we let you go, what do you have a, a message for your fans? Yes, to always be fabulous and love yourself, man. Be fresh and love yourself. That's what B Fly stands for. B Fly stands for elevation. I'm always continuing to grow and never afraid to do so. And you know, I just want to give a shout out to the city. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to 
city of Compton that made a concrete rose like me. And um, I want to give a shout out to anybody that continues to be empowered by anything that I do. I appreciate you to the max. I appreciate this platform. I appreciate for waking up this morning just so I could do this again and again and again. So I just want to say I love all of y'all out there. You know what I'm saying? Make sure y'all follow me on Instagram at b.f.l.y. Y'all can go follow me on YouTube, Queen Bee Fly. I'm just starting a new page. So make sure y'all get the subscribers up because I wanted to revamp the page and give it a new look. And um, be prepared for anything that I got going on. And let me just say this before I go for 420. Um, Miss Toy, she put out a um, a collaboration of artists for 420. And we did a project called The Session. And it's on all platforms. So y'all make sure y'all go check out the session and my two songs on there is smoke so good and high so y'all go check that out man and stay tuned man it's a lot of new stuff coming in